Today we're going to talk about a specific topic that if you're looking to start your own SaaS company or launch your new startup, I'm going to walk you through step by step how to validate the idea before going out to market. So in this video, I'm going to talk about four things to work on before actually going out and building your SaaS company. Because if you go out there and build your, your company and before validating your idea, you're going to spend literally thousands, if not hundreds and thousands of dollars before even making sure that there's demand for your product. So number one, the first thing you want to do before building your actual product is contacting your potential customers. All right. So what you want to do is Make a list of people who you think are going to be your ideal customer profile, which we call as the ICP. Who are the people who you think are going to actually pay for your product? Who are your end users that are going to be using your product on a day-to-day -day basis? So build a list of people, all right? So whether it's a hundred, if not a thousand people, I recommend at least 1000 people can okay, make a full list, spend a whole week doing it. If you have to, it's going to save you a lot of time and effort down the road and reach out to these people. Okay, you want to get a big enough data set, enough feedback so that before you go out and build it, you have people who are ready to possibly pay and buy your product. All right, so contact those potential customers, reach out to them, schedule a call, schedule a meeting, meet them in person, buy them coffee if you have to, or just message them on, on maybe social media and ask them if you can ask them a couple of questions. So once you make that list, the second thing you want to do is separate out the people who are really interested in buying who have real buying intent versus just lukewarm interest, man. They're just, you know, window shopping, trying to waste time or get information. Okay. When, when you're starting a company, when you're an entrepreneur, just starting out, you know, a lot of people you're going to talk to, maybe your friends, maybe your family, they're going to give you a lot of encouragement. They're going to support your idea. They're going to think your idea is great just because they want to encourage you and they want you to su succeed. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the market wants. And what you want is real, honest feedback from paying customers. So that's the big difference between somebody saying they're going to buy your product and pay actual money, take out their credit card and pay you uh, versus just saying, yes, I love your product and, you know, verbally saying it. And the way you separate that out, here's a question you can ask the uh, potential person you're talking to. So after you ask them some questions, ask them about your idea, see if they're interested in is what are all the steps I can take that I have to take for you to become my customer and actually pay for me. Okay. So ask them that question. What are the steps that I have to take for you to become my customer? That's what we call a virtual close. Okay. You're basically closing the deal virtually without actually having to get them to make a decision right there. You're getting them to pre kind of decide and make that decision early on before the actual product is built. And when that's happening, guys, and when you're, when you ask them that question, just, you know, go silent and listen very carefully, watch out what they're saying, watch out what from some red flag and keywords and make sure you get very, very specific answers to get as clear answers as possible. And once you reach that point where, you know, that virtual close has, has come to now you actually want to test the closing. Okay. So that's a preemptive before actually closing the deal is, you know, trying to feel them out where they're actually ready to pay for your product or your, your idea that you're about to launch. Um, so once you get that feedback guys, now you want to move and ask them a couple of questions to make sure they're actually going to be interested 
and just like in any sales is get that agreement, get that actual yes and next step that means that's actually going to lead to some business for your, for your product. So here's some questions you can ask. Look, hey, we're going to actually start this product in four weeks. Does that work for you to actually start using the product? Okay, so that's one question you ask. You can say, we're building the beta program right now and only during this phase, it's heavily discounted. Say we're giving you 50% off or 70% off. If you sign up right now, we'll give it to you for let's say half price for the rest of the life. And then some other questions you can ask is, what's the decision-making process to make this deal happen with your company? How, how quickly can we make that decision today? Okay, and then the final thing, ask them for the money. That's where you're gonna get the real answer, okay? Can I take your credit card information today and then process that payment? So I'm gonna give you 50% off for the entire life, but uh, if, you're, if you're happy with that, I'll just take your credit card and I'll charge you as soon as it's ready. So you wanna collect that. If they give you their credit card, you know they're interested and they're ready to move forward. And you know, one thing you might hear is, well, why would I give you a credit card? I haven't seen anything, you haven't built anything. You know what, say make it as risk-free as possible for them. Say, look, that their payment is 100% refundable. If they're not happy with the product, okay, they can get their money back at any point. So you're saying it's gonna be launched in four weeks, this is beta, you're gonna get the best price today if you pay today. In four weeks, if you don't like the product, no worries, I'll give you a full refund back. That is the best way to go about it. Now, obviously not everybody's willing to give you the money, but at least you can get some of the people who say they want their product and the ones who are actually gonna pay you in advance in order to get that, that discount and maybe move up the timeline time line up a bit for them. So obviously not everybody's gonna willing to give you the money up front, right? They're not gonna give you the money if they're not sure about the product. But at least you can get some, some feedback and some people from that group who are willing to give you money up front so you can have some cash to work with and build your product and go out and build there or you can actually move the timeline up front. So let's say, you know, four weeks is what you tell them it's gonna be ready. Um, you take that money, now it's gonna, maybe by having more customers, you can now actually build it in two weeks, okay? So that's something that helps you when you're negotiating with these uh, customers up front. Number three, the third thing you wanna do is analyze your competition. Who's already out there in this space and competing in your market? You wanna gain as clear of an understanding of who your competitors are, what's the product they're building, and what's gonna set your product idea apart from the other people out there. In the case where people say, oh, there's already too many competition in the place, or there's nobody out there, people think that their idea has to be unique and that there has to be no other competition out there. The truth is, if there isn't already, you know, say three to five other comp competitors in the space, your idea is probably not ready to be out there in the market. Many people think that you know your idea has to be unique and different than everywhere else, what's out there, and that you shouldn't have competition. The truth is, having competition is a good thing. You want to have at least, you know, I'll say three to five other comp competitors out there who are already playing in this space, so that you can come in and you know there's already demand for that. Okay, so if there's nobody out there doing what you're doing, the truth is that you're most likely your idea is not the right time to come out to market. Okay, that's the, the reality of it. Um, you wanna analyze your competition, see what they're doing, and try to figure out how to be better than them. Now, you may not always find your comp competitor on a website like G2 Crowd, okay? Because it's not another SaaS, but maybe just another alternative, okay? So that's maybe not the best place you wanna look at. I'll give you three examples of uh, you know, SaaS companies that come to mind that, you know, who may not be actually accurate of who you think competition was. Um, so if you, if you heard of the company Headreach, 
Uh, many, many people think that HeadReach was a lead generation tool, but it wasn't. It was VAs from Upwork who are actual, their actual competition. So if you went to G2 Crowd, you would have looked for lead generation. But the truth is, it was all those VAs who are going on Upwork who are their actual competition. Uh, if you think about project management tool, okay? Uh, one example is Todoist. So if you guys are using Todoist as your project management tool on your company uh, or on your website, you probably think of another project management tool. Okay, so you'll go to G2 Crowd, look at all the competition out there, see who's building project management, you probably search that. But the truth is, people who are using Todoist are comparing it to Excel. Okay, so your product is actually Excel. Microsoft Excel is what they're using previously to how they manage their time, and now they're moving to your product. And one other competition that comes to mind for another startup, I'll give you one more example, is a company called RealThread. Okay, they're, uh, they, they're a print shop that, that sells e-commerce t-shirts, uh, custom t-shirts on demand. So when people think of, of that, they're gonna think of other e-commerce uh, websites who are doing custom print shops. But the truth is, again, it's the local print shops without websites. Okay, so those people are typically going into their local print shop, asking them to print something, whereas now they're giving them a solution online as a, as a, as a competition to, to make their lives easier. So when you're looking at your competition, look at the, the audience on their websites. Typically, they'll have a section on there, or a subsection with you know, headlines, case studies, um, you know, testimonials, and subpages, which really highlights who their customers are, who their target market audience is, and who their industries they're targeting. So one example, if you guys wanna check out, is Groove. So that's a SaaS company, Groove HQ. They have a customers page. So you can see exactly who their customers are, and that'll give you an idea if that's the same market if we are trying to target. And then finally, you wanna go through your competition and see what are the features. Okay, look at the features of what your competition is building, and then that'll help you kind of decide and see where you're gonna get some ideas on how to be different from your competitors and see where the gap is in the market, right? So by understanding, from speaking to your customers, looking at your competition, seeing what they offer, you might actually reveal a gap that all these people are missing, something that was so clear of what, your, of what the people you spoke to have said and what they want. Okay, so you wanna find that gap and that's where you're gonna find your true competitive advantage. All right, perfect. So you've, you've uh, spoken to your customers, you've asked them for payment, you've uh, done a bit of research on your competition. Now it's time to do some work, which is building a landing page. Okay, so that's the final step in validating your idea. You've got all the research, you've got the data, you're ready to build your product. Don't go out there and build an entire infrastructure and hire a bunch of developers. Build a nice, simple, clean, landing page that will highlight your MVP from all angles. Make sure you cover it really well. And what this, M this landing page should tell you is the compelling story of what makes all these elements work together. So once you create the landing page, people think they have to tell the whole story, give them everything about you, about the story, about the product, all your pricing. The truth is you don't want them calling you, emailing you, doing a bunch of things because people get confused, too many decisions, too many options, people do nothing. Okay, so make it clear that you only want one call to action. You want people to take one action on your website, okay? So if you're pre-selling your product, maybe you just wanna, you create like a, a, a wait, waiting list and you wanna capture their emails, okay? So make sure throughout it you have a clear sections that ask for people to enter the email, okay? Maybe it's just the pricing page and you get people to sign up and actually pay for it. Maybe it's uh, getting them to download a guide or ebook to inform them that about your product. 
and just make sure that the wording on the button is very clear and put it throughout the, the landing page, throughout it, in, in, um, to, get the, to get basically people to commit. So essentially, with that, with that call to action, you want people to either buy something right there or you wanna get their information. That's it. So you're gonna drive traffic to this page, get them to take an action. And don't, don't say things like, welcome to this website. Be very clear on your clear value proposition. What makes you different? And remember, you, we talked about that gap. Talk all about that gap of what you're, you're trying to solve in this market and how you're better than the competition. So that's it. Build a landing page, highlight the problem. What is the solution you're gonna solve for them? How you've built that gap for them? And what's the next steps? All right, get them to take action. So build that landing page, then you start driving traffic to that page. Once you start seeing that feedback, you start building the product on the back end, then you have a good SaaS product. So just to summarize everything I talked about, guys, number one, talk to your customers first. Don't build anything yet. See what they say, build that list, talk to as many people as possible, a thousand if possible, get their feedback, get them to commit. If they're really interested, if your idea is good, you're gonna get a small section of people who are gonna put out their credit cards and pay you to build that product today, even with some discounts. And then once you have that payment, next steps, build that landing page and start building your product to get people to see what you're offering. All right guys, hope you enjoyed this video. If you like this video and you're thinking of building your own SaaS product, or you're validating your idea, comment below, what's your idea? I'd love to hear your guys' idea, what you're thinking of bringing to the market and I'm happy to give you guys feedback as well. Thank you all for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on iTunes or Spotify. If you'd like to learn more about entrepreneurship, make sure to check out our School of Startups videos on YouTube as well. Until then, see you guys on the next episode.